0: listening to fear the Anthcast. i'm josh i'm jd and i'm not dead so Thank- that's good thankfully we
1: were worried that you might be Um uh, we you- thought
0: the end had arrived <laughs> uh but my heart's still beating yes
1: so that's but, good but all of your guts were <laughs> all over the floor
0: uh yeah so <laughs> this episode is a day late because i got sick and a dollar short at work Well, no. uh, Hang on. It's not a dollar. (laughs) We don't. I don't. Actually, you know what? This may. Well, you know what? This may be like a value meal. So those are all (laughs) usually ninety nine cents. So I say round up. So yeah, a dollar. McPick (laughs) two. I'd buy that for (laughs) a dollar. That's right. Yeah. No, I got sick at work. And that was driving home was pleasant. I almost passed out once, Man. so it's one of those things. Well, because like it was an inner ear thing. And oh. I, I just started. I was, I was like, I don't know if I'm having a heart attack or what. But was I started, it vertigo? I guess so. <laughs> uh, because I was like sweating, and then you know how you feel like right before you're gonna go. Yeah, and, and I'm like. I turned the air AC on full blast. I like tilted my chair back as far as I could, started taking really deep, Deep controlled breaths. I'm like, Oh, (laughs) hang on, hang on, hang on. Because I decided that the quickest way to get home was to get on the HOV. Now I know I'm supposed to have two people, but th- but <laughs> this, if this was is an emergency. emergency. I'm going to risk the ticket <laughs> because I knew once I got out of that thing if I had trouble, it would be the best I'd be in the best position for my wife to come get me if I did need to pull over. Right. But I'm like feeling like I'm going to pass out while I'm in the HOV lane and I'm like Well, I can't. And I was telling this to my coworkers today. They say, "Well, like pull over." It's like it's the HOV lane. Right. There's no pull (laughs) over. The pull over is off the bridge. (laughs) Yeah. So I just had to go. So anyway, and then so I texted you and said, "Hey, man, we can't record tonight. I got sick at work." And like two minutes after that, I laid down. Was like four o'clock in the afternoon. I didn't wake up till seven o'clock this morning. So. And I, I am full of energy now. I texted Jason, and uh, he
1: never responded. <laughs> so just, well, then he's off the show. Yeah, I guess it just, uh, I know it's last minute, but hey, uh, you're being called up. You're what? here to pinch hit. You need to be ready in
0: the moment. Uh, what's the point of being a backup or an alternate right? if you don't respond? How do you think a coach would respond to, uh, hey, Jason, uh, I need you to pinch hit? No, nah, I don't feel like it. Well, he didn't even tell you, no, nah, I don't feel like it. I didn't even answer. Right. Uh, Do you think you would still be on that team? <laughs> oh, no, no, you're cut. No, no. You're okay. cut. You're done. You're cut. You're off, you're off the team. You had your you're chance. You're done. Messed up. You dumb bastard. Yeah. You're done. So Enough of that guy.
1: Otherwise, it would have been out as scheduled, so yeah.
0: apologies. J- it's Jason's fault. Actually, truth be told... We went out drinking after Spencer's death and I just drank too much. And uh, yeah. that's we, why I got sick. We were just now waking up from that 48 hour bender. Oh, the euphoria. It was so long. We didn't even need alcohol. It was so great. <laughs> I was
1: ready for it and I was still happy when it happened.
0: I know It it, it was very satisfying. It was very satisfying.
1: And it's weird because it made you feel like Negan was a good guy for, for, for like a brief second. You're like, "You know what? I c- I could get down with Negan. Negan seems like a good guy."
0: But that was his point in this in this his uh uh monologue at the end of the episode on how he he took care he was very reasonable and he took care of Rick and he handled some business for him when actually he did. Mhm but didn't all at the same time. Yeah. It's like you're trying to take credit for some shit that you manufactured ultimately. Yeah. The, the, I, Spencer I mean,
1: maybe didn't need to die.
0: W- 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 but if it w- if you didn't exist I mean I, mean, I guess eventually Spencer maybe would have rose up uh to to challenge, to, Rick. to challenge Rick in like a meaningful way. But honestly, let's let's, let's before we really get into it, I just want to explore this for just a second. Do you can you think of anyone that has the name Spencer, that's ever done anything meaningful in life? No. Other than Spencer Tracy.
1: Yeah, I was going to say Spencer Tracy, but... Because
0: Spencer Ware, he did great at the beginning of the fantasy season, and he's tailed off. (laughs) Uh, But you made the playoffs, you're fine. Exactly. But but can you think of any Spencer that... I mean, Spencer just seems like a douchebag name to me to begin with, because you know why? Spencer Pratt. Uh is there really the when 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 you ask most people today, you say, Hey, what's the what's the most famous Spencer you can think of? They'll mm-hmm. go, uh, oh, Spencer Pratt. I'm like, You oh what have we become? Oh,
1: right. I think of Spencer from iCarly because my kids like iCarly. Okay. And, that's
0: fair. But he's
1: kind of useless as well.
0: You know, yeah. I can't think of any other than <laughs> other than Spencer Tracy.
1: If we have any Spencer listeners, no offense intended.
0: Oh no, no, completely intended. Oh. You're named after a store that sells gag gifts. You must be from. Novelty. They're from Cleveland. They're from yeah. Cleveland. They're from Cle- <laughs> Ooh, what a pullback, <laughs> Spencer what from a Cleveland. Call- <laughs> what a callback. Uh, that was that was an epic. It's a classic episode. <laughs> My favorite
1: was your apology. Hey, <laughs> Cleveland, fuck you. <laughs>
0: it just made me laugh. Yeah. I, I have no love lost uh, for Cleveland. But here, check this out. What is um, What does the name Spencer mean? I, I looked no it idea. up. House steward dispenser of provisions. I'm like, that seems really appropriate. Huh. Dispenser. Of provisions. I'm going to give all this shit away. <laughs> right. I'm not going to stand for anything. Let me just... I'm just going to give it away. Anyway. Yeah. But enough about that. Uh, yeah. It was good to be right. It was called good to be it, right. Called yeah. it. And it uh, w- but it wasn't hard to see that coming.
1: No, and if you'd read the comics, you knew that that should be coming. And, and they, it, they were setting it up well.
0: And it, Yes. And it went down... Fairly consistent. I, mean, I don't speedies. remember pool table. In the no, connection. no, no. Not in the middle of the street. How many, <laughs> Which, how many guys do you think it took to get oh. that pool table out to the street? It, I mean, unless it was... That was, was like, a legit pool table. Yeah, I
1: was going to say, unless it was like a plastic one that didn't have a proper tabletop,
0: it had About to take all guys. of them. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's a legit... I mean, yeah. that thing was at least, I don't know, what, thousand pounds? Easy. At least. Easy. And if it's a proper... Proper pool, and day. now it's
1: going to get ruined if it ever rains.
0: Yeah, are they going to move it back?
1: Not if Negan doesn't want them to.
0: I I would leave it where it was because that would be my Spencer memorial. <laughs> and here, here, children, here lies the spot. And you could just use it as a toilet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh now okay. So I didn't see Olivia coming, so we didn't call that. Did but would anyone have known that Olivia was going to eat it uh, at no. all? No.
1: I mean, did you care? I didn't care, and I understand that they they put her in last episode and had her have an emotional moment with Negan, where Negan you know basically called her fat and
0: she started crying. And, Even after she died, right? He made reference to, to her. her. Yeah, doing her, I mean, I'm doing, doing you a favor sir, because
1: yeah. now there's less. She <laughs> looked like she had her share and
0: maybe more. More food for everyone. What
1: but I understand that they're trying to get us to have an emotional response to her, and they tried to make us care, but I didn't.
0: Yeah, but I get um, it was completely random. Obviously, that – what was the girl, lady's name? Rambo. R- Arat, or whatever her name was. <laughs> I'm call her Rambo. Rambo. Yeah, that's fair John enough. John Rambo. There you go. <laughs> It felt like it was random, but it probably wasn't random all at the same time, because it felt like they kind of established that they had no use for people that yeah. didn't have much use. And in their mind, she didn't have much she use.
1: She didn't even know how to count guns. You know? Yeah. Because Arat earlier was yes, like, there's one right. missing. That's right. So she's like, oh,
0: yeah, payback's a so, bitch. so she had it out for her, yeah. clearly. So she had hatred in her heart. And maybe Uh-oh. she's
1: jealous because Negan wanted to sleep with her and not a rot.
0: Well, only after she slapped him did he be become 50% more right. likely to I'm, uh, I'm sexually aroused, commander. Uh, <laughs> I can understand from a plot narrative perspective choosing her purely from the standpoint that Rick entrusted her with watching Judith. Yeah. And so I get that that would have impact on him. Um uh, uh, from that perspective. So... Uh, yeah. It's so, just,
1: there's been so many characters that they've introduced to us and not really introduced to us. So correct. So, you haven't had the chance to form a relationship and form a bond, which is very obvious, I think, when you get to the end of the episode and you see mm-hmm. that scene that we'll talk about later, but you're like, okay, I care about these people, so this scene means something to me. That other thing, I, didn't, I don't care.
0: Yeah. And, and I think what they were trying to do is echo the first episode of the season with the two oh, yeah. deaths. I think that was a way of calling that back to, to see, hey, you know, every time y'all screw up, you're losing two people, you know?
1: And some are more impactful than others. Sure. Like those Absolutely. two people
0: die and you're broken,
1: you're crushed. It takes you eight episodes to heal. These two people die and it's just like, you know what? I'm done with this.
0: Right. And whether you it had as much emotional impact or not is really kind of inconsequential yeah. because Rick's stance was he wasn't going to lose anyone else regardless yeah. of how he personally felt about them and and so i think more than anything else he is again taking it personally which i think is the the point yeah. so um one question I that that jump jumps out at me that i want to see what you think about it okay and if i don't ask it now i'll forget does Negan seem more intimidating to you now that he's clean shaven? Oh yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, it. Wh- why? Why did the beard soften him? It,
1: I, I'm curious. This is my opinion. Okay. If it's a, if it's a real beard, if it was like a manly badass beard, mm-hmm. that would be intimidating. But just like this day old stubble, shirt, yeah. it makes you look like you're trying. It, you that takes more effort than growing a damn beard because you've got to trim it all the time and you're like, this is what I'm going for. So, I I have a beard, but I don't have a beard. You know?
0: I, I think I think maybe where you're going with this, and again, maybe I'm wrong, but this is my thought on your thought yeah. is that clean shaven or a big, nice, full yes. beard tells you. That that person has commitment, mm-hmm. whereas just the short stubble means, eh, yeah, I just didn't shave for a few days. I'll get to it, right? I, so- I've, had, I've
1: had too much going on. <laughs> I've just had too much. Go- and then, and even now when I see people, you know, just like with the day old stubble, I'm like, either you're a professional athlete. Or you want to be, which is, it's confusing to me. Mm -hmm. So I think clean shaven makes it look like, you know what? I'm in control. I can take the time to actually shave. Because most people on the show are not clean shaven, ever. Right. Clean shaven, slicked back hair, nice leather jacket. You're like, okay, this dude is serious. He's in charge.
0: Exactly. He takes this shit seriously. And that's kind of what I got from it. Because it did. It made him... So much more intimidating. Oh, yeah. And made him so much more source material accurate. Yeah, it did. So, it
1: did. He he looked just like him. And, okay, I have a question that I've sure. been wanting to ask you all season. Uh-oh. And uh, I figured this would be a good time to ask. Mm, I'm free after this, yes. <laughs> Do you feel like <laughs> that they're being true to Negan's comic book character? This is the first question. Just yes or no.
0: So Okay, I'm sorry. I can only answer yes or no.
1: Because the question after that is
0: deeper. Okay. Uh, Since I can only answer yes or no, I'm going to say yes. Okay.
1: Do you feel like that plays well on television? Do you feel like the comic book Negan is translating well to television, or do you feel like there's something lost and maybe he's getting, because it's a different medium, that they maybe aren't taking the right route with Negan?
0: I think the my first gut answer is no. Okay. Uh and, and I think I think that some of the lines that they've used from the comic have not translated as well. Sure. And the whole Spencer sequence with well, I enjoy it because it's it's a it, I I wouldn't say it's fan service, but it it's kinda like Ooh, I get to see this in, you know, in in, in an adaptation, you know, in a in living color, in living color, and so maybe it doesn't bother me as much. But the reason I say no is I think people without knowledge of the source material, if they were to watch it and they see, uh, they 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 hear Negan make his lines and remarks about mm-hmm. oh. You know, Spencer, you did have the guts. You there know, they that, are right that, there. That it seemed. That's a that, great dad joke, though. Yeah, but I, I think that that can come across as cheesy. Yeah. When it's not really, I don't think it's meant to be. And, and so that's why I answered no. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. I'm just, I'm answering because I think that the broader audience w- would think that that's cheesy to some degree sure and In I, some of his other lines and even some of his mannerisms but it doesn't bother me
1: yeah and i think
0: i didn't want to say yes because i feel like that would be a biased answer because I'm enjoying it, and it doesn't bother me. Right. I'm just saying no because I'm trying to be objective.
1: Yeah, and I'm hearing a lot of complaints about Negan for that reason. They're like, mm. cool, it's great that they're doing fan service to the comics and are all the comic book people love yeah, it. Are you reading the goddamn internet? No, no, no.
0: Well. I thought we talked about this.
1: I'm not reading reviewers. I'm reading <laughs> I'm reading like actual fans. And okay, okay, Trying to get gotcha. opinions from people who don't read the comic because for me, I'm really enjoying the character. I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan is doing a great job, but a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, he's just – I don't find him intimidating. I find him be cruel, sadistic, maybe borderline crazy, but not scary. And I'm like, well, well that that may be a problem because he's terrifying. And that all of those character traits that you've just described are what make him terrifying.
0: I uh, you know, I'm not going to change my answer because again, yeah. I think I'm going to stand by it. I think that the cheesiness and the over exaggeration uh uh of mannerisms and and whatnot coupled with the things that he does is the essence of what makes him terrifying, yeah because it it's not like and it makes him kind of like almost surreal in that aspect it's like is this is this even happening yeah is this even for real right now yeah when, yeah, it's it's happening. Is this guy really in charge? Really? This one? This guy, yeah. yeah. And, so. and when we
1: read him in the comics, we didn't have backstory. We were just introduced to his character, and this is what you got. And I like that they're doing that in the show as well, because I feel like if we had a huge backstory of to why Negan was the way he was, it would ruin the character. It would ruin the mystique. You need to see him and f- know who he is. And then you can get a prequel about, oh, okay, this is why he did that. Oh, mm-hmm. it makes so much sense now. Mm-hmm. But just seeing him and being exposed to him the way he is, I think is better. Mm-hmm. And so I like it.
0: I, I don't want anyone. I don't want to mince words. I Again, I enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoy the performance. I enjoy the character. I just answered the way that I answered because, again, I'm trying to look at it from an broader, objective, yeah. broader perspective. That's, if we, Not that I give a shit about what anyone else thinks. Sure. It's just you asked me a question, and I felt like I would try to be well, as objective as You probably.
1: know, because none of my other friends have read the comics, so okay. I wanted to get it from someone who's read it since the beginning. Yeah. Um, all right, what else in this episode do we want to talk about? We haven't talked at all about Rick and Aaron. The, like, what did you okay. think of that scene?
0: Unnecessary. I mean. Not completely unnecessary in the thing in the sense that uh, Aaron gives us the line that leads to the title of the episode, right? Yeah. Heart's uh, heart still beating, mm-hmm. and he gets ass handed to him later, which because it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch Rick just not and do, do anything because well, that's not his nature.
1: Well, and Aaron's a dumbass for not taking that sign out, you know.
0: Yeah, you should have known. Yeah, like, going they're to gonna read it and be like, Are "You
1: leave us a message?" No, 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 no. And they don't give him time to explain because they're assholes.
0: But his any explanation he had wouldn't have mattered,
1: right? Like this, we you, just picked you, it up and found it. Yeah, I'm, I didn't know that was in there.
0: Yeah, as far as they know, you did it, right? And now you're just trying to crawfish out of this. No, yeah, you're gonna get your ass beat. Yeah, but it's again, it's hard to watch Rick not be able to do something because he's a doer. Yeah, but. Was it wrong for Rick to tell Aaron, that, hey, you don't have to accompany me to get the supplies off the houseboat? I don't think so.
1: Rick has said many times, I don't want to lose anybody
0: else. Yeah. This is dangerous. But I did like that Aaron's response was not unlike uh, Doc Holliday's when, uh, yeah. when 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 Wyatt Earp told him, you know, you, you you don't need to be a part of this fight. That's a hell of a thing for you to say to me. <laughs> You know, that's why I love that line. It's <laughs> because it's a great line. It's yeah. like if you're someone's friend and yeah. damn it, we're out on a run together. Yeah. I don't think it was wrong I'm seeing for, this through to the end. Yeah. Look, look, dickhead. You know, sure. Get, I, I haven't been through all that you've been through, but I'm here. I'm doing this. And if I trust me to say I don't want to do this, if I don't want to do this, don't just assume yeah. that I don't want to be a part of this. And if
1: if I think this is a bad idea, I will voice my opinion.
0: And again, so again, I don't think Rick was wrong for saying that. I, d- I think that maybe he shouldn't have uh, because Aaron was there. He was right. in the lineup. And I'm thinking if Aaron was in the lineup and now he's out with you doing some stuff, then I, I think he's good. Right. He's a solid, he's a solid dude. L- l- give. Give him the opportunity to tell you he don't want to do something. Just assume he's in it to win it, right? I'm oh, you. oh, you're checking notes. What are we doing?
1: Well, I'm trying to remember the name of the dude that Daryl interacted with.
0: Oh, that's what my notes are on. Okay, well, let's maybe talk, maybe let's talk we're about on the next. same page. Yeah, because I, Mr. Fat Joey, it was his name, Fat Joey, Fat Joey. Oh, that's so great, Fat Joseph. I think is what Negan called Fat him. Fat Joe. But this is the same guy that um, brings Negan Lucille yeah. in Sing Me a Song. So
1: You just left it out there. I, I didn't think you'd like that.
0: <laughs> I sat there while I'm watching that. And I'm like, okay, what's the significance of this being the guy that Daryl takes the pipe to? And we'll talk yeah. about that in it's just a second. Yeah. I think we need to finish this thought. It's like, this this doesn't seem random to me. And so I was mm-hmm. like, let me do a little research on Mr. Fat Joseph. And so I found this article, uh, and I think it's the same one you were looking at. It on oh, comicbook.com. Yeah. We yeah. talked about making reference to, in, in a, a few episodes past, uh, when Jesus and Carl were getting into... Uh, the truck, those guys were waiting for a herd to pass. Yes, they and were. And they were talking about Joey. They were talking about – and then somewhere along the line, they mentioned um, uh, explosives and herding. Uh, oh, that's what the, he's good doing at, this right? herd. Yeah. And so I think what this article pointed out is that he may be in charge – he may be the smart guy, the guy that's in charge of herding this group of walkers, which – almost sounds like it may be a bigger herd than we've ever seen before, away from everyone. And we've seen some big-ass herds. And then Mark, (laughs) the guy that got uh, ironed? Yeah. They While they were talking about him skipping uh, his redirect duty. Right. And that something went wrong with that, and so there's going to be hell to pay, uh, well, obviously he got the iron, he sure but did. then with fat Joey dying, I think what we're setting up for without a lot of us really realizing is that in the second half of the season, there's going to be uh, a, herd. a herd, maybe, maybe mm. not unlike the herd at the beginning the of yes, the quarry, the quarry that, herd that, that threatened Alexandria. Interesting. And so, but it's in, it's interesting on two levels. It's interesting to think that they the saviors are actually staying true to what their their job description is and why they demand payment from everyone it's not j- i think sometimes we forget that mm-hmm. not only they're not just taking half your shit just to be taking half your shit they actually legitimately they, they use it they use it but yeah. they are legitimately are protecting people Communities from sure. walkers. I mean, now they may they may introduce some to the hilltop to to yeah. <laughs> rattle the cage a little bit, but it really does sound like they're actually trying to stay true to what um, they say they're. What they're exactly. I mean, this is interesting. That's a steep about. price to pay,
1: but I mean, yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> Daryl's whole escape little montage, um, if you can even call it that, was not. But those savers Are just the most Arrogant people ever Like He sees a room Full of uh, Guards And he's like What should I do
0: I'll just run by <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah And he just, just runs r- by
0: Real quick like And then he just chills In that one dude's room <laughs> Eating peanut butter If he'd have been Matt Murdock He'd have just went in That room and Wrecked shop, Right
1: And then just You know Crawled out, leaning against the wall, just like, oh, I'm, I'm good.
0: I'm good. You know, if they would have redone that fight scene from Daredevil season one, episode two, with Daryl fighting all those oh, guards, all oh, that have been, that had been mwah, mm. gold. Right. And so he finds the
1: bike and poor fat Joey happens to stumble upon him. I feel bad for fat Joey.
0: I do too. I, I because he's like, uh, bro, you can just go out that way. I ain't going to say Shit. But this was, oh,
1: there's so much character development for Daryl that we've needed in a long time. Uh, because last season, he really was almost emasculated when he was like, okay, I'm going to save people. I'm going to help these people. We're going to invite people in and all this stuff. And he got burned one too many times. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, shit, no. You,
0: uh, it all came to a head and uh, poor Joey got, yeah. the got the pipe wrong end of the pipe. And it's very Negan-esque. It really was. Oh, yeah. Because oh, after yeah.
1: he was obviously dead. Okay. Uh, there's no way he wasn't dead. And you just hear the squishing of the skull as being hit by a pipe over and over. What do and you over. think?
0: Two, two, two smacks? Yes. One, one if you do, did it right the first time. I mean, Glenn was
1: dead when his eyeball popped out. It was just going to take a minute. Yeah. So, I mean, true. if you hit him once, they're going to die. True. So, but he just kept going. And then what he said after that, when he was like, this place isn't about. Getting by, it's about taking everything,
0: getting, getting all of it, getting and all that, of it. I like that because yeah. that's true, but it tells you not tells you a lot of things about his character. So, I, I like Daryl on the edge, so yes. this gives me hope for a crazy Daryl. Oh, which, he's gonna go insane. Which in the they, half. which they need. Him and Jesus are gonna be
1: doing guerrilla strikes on people, just picking them off and shit like that. Oh, it's gonna be awesome.
0: I think Jesus. Is, I think him. He's taking a lot in right now. Yeah, he's he's soaking a lot of stuff up, and I could tell, especially at the end of the episode, that he the the, the wheels are turning. And he's 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 on the cusp of making some decisions, some life changing decisions. I feel it. Well, he's got to
1: stand for something. Yeah, he's he's just been coasting by doing things that help, but it's reached the point where like either I got to
0: fight or I got to sit down. So one other thing about uh, Daryl taking the pipe to to Fat Joey is he finds that Joey had Rick's python. Oh, sure did. Let's talk about this for a second because I don't think that's coincidence either. Why on earth? Would Joseph, Fat Joseph, Mr. Joey, Mm -hmm. why on earth would he have Rick's Python unless he was granted that privilege because of what he does within the Savior community? Now, I, 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 I get that Negan maybe doesn't have too much use for him, but he knows he needs him, and he's providing a valuable service. I think him having the gun is kind of a privilege or a thank you for all the work he's doing as we connect these dots with this herding of this walker, yeah, uh, herd. I, I, that's a speculation on my part, but why in the hell else would that guy have that gun? Well,
1: I mean, there's such thing as a plot device, but I, I know. But I think maybe also that's maybe the only gun they would trust him with. They're like, we're not going to give this dude an AR. You know, <laughs> like, maybe a gun that can
0: shoot a lot and kill a lot. Yeah, but if it comes down to it, I think I'd. I, I, I'm I if I had to choose right. A steady, reliable firearm. You, you can't get can't get too much worse than a Python.
1: It's true, but I mean, ammo for that thing is a bitch. Well, I'm
0: sure, I, but well, it takes three fifty seven and thirty-eight. right? Yes, depending so got, on how you chamber it. Yeah, yeah, I get you.
1: But in AR, everybody's got you know. I understand. Okay. That. <laughs> I understand. Everybody's that. got those .556s. Five, five, so, but it, I just felt bad for him. And I, which I. <laughs> I feel worse for Joey than I did for Spencer or Olivia. Hmm. You know, and I don't know why that is because I did, I knew less about Joey than I did about Olivia or Spencer, but I didn't care at all when they died. But when Joey died, I was like, well, that's kind of shitty. Yeah. <laughs> and he had done more to deserve it because he's with the savers, which is now their sworn enemy. And he hadn't really taken part in torturing Daryl, but he was a part of the group. He was the leader of the group that was torturing Daryl.
0: Yeah, I think it's, uh, well, you know, maybe he didn't deserve to go out like that, I guess, is is ultimately. Because he was trying to give Daryl on out, say, look, you just have to leave. Yeah. But I can understand where Daryl's coming from, too, because, you know, to go back to Tombstone, it's like the Cowboys. Yeah. Go back and tell them all, I I see a man with a red sash. I'm going to kill him. Yeah. Absolutely. Or I see a red sash. I'm going to kill the man. Kill the it, man. That's wearing. how it goes. Yeah. I, yeah. Because it's not about revenge. It's about a reckoning. Yeah. <laughs> it's a reckoning. <laughs>
1: it is. And with that group, it makes sense. And then Jesus walks in and just sees Daryl and he's like, oh my God. Um, I'm slightly aroused. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, makes my beard tingle. I see two pipes. My
0: lower beard. see two pipes. Daryl really needs to take a bath though oh yeah For, for reals, man
1: well he'd he can other things going on
0: <laughs> just a few other things did you notice that uh the garb that he had there's two two instances in this episode where the uh, Daryl well Daryl's garb mm-hmm. and then Maggie wearing a hat yeah uh, both an ode to Glenn yes uh Maggie's especially but then the garb that Daryl was wearing they're in some of the earlier seasons, that's what Glenn was wearing, a, a checkered shirt like that and a cap. Yeah. And uh, it was just very reminiscent of, of Glenn. Yeah.
1: Well, let's talk about Maggie now. What a great segue.
0: Ah, uh, Maggie. <laughs> uh, let me start this off by saying, fuck Gregory. What an asshole. Such I, a, I can't stand that. Well, in that
1: whole monologue where he's like, people are talking. Really? I didn't know. Yeah, just uh, don't let it go to your head. And she's like, How about you just don't let it bother you? How about
0: that, bitch? (laughs) It seems like it's bothering you, and and it shouldn't. Kudos to him, though, for remembering her and Sasha's name.
1: Well, I think he's realizing, like, oh, shit, these people are more capable than other people I've dealt with.
0: And the fact that the other guy on the wall basically chastised him for not giving her the apple, because, dude, she's pregnant, should tell him everything he needs to know, that his grip— it's gone. Is complete. maybe not completely gone. It's getting But close. it's getting close because it, basically people are acknowledging publicly. Would you, if you were a leader, would you allow someone to challenge your authority like that? No, absolutely No, 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 not. No, no. You wouldn't. And, and I th- felt that was like a metaphoric passing of the torch right. was the tossing of the apple.
1: Give me the apple. I am now in charge. And she should be. Oh yeah, she she's proven way more capable and she doesn't want it. She's like, I don't want the accolades. I don't give a, I don't care if people are talking about me. I did what had to be done because it needed to be done.
0: That it, just like in Gladiator when 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 he, when when the Caesar went to Maximus uh yeah. And he told him, that you know, hey, I need you to be the next leader. It's like, I, I don't, yeah. I can't, I don't want that. Which is why you must be.
1: Yeah, I love that line. <laughs> and he's like, do you accept this yeah. great honor that I've given you? With all my heart, no.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> which is why you must be. It must be you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> For a wiser, older man to take my yeah, place. Yeah,
0: people, people that want to lead so willingly yeah. scare the shit out of me. <laughs>
1: It's true. Like, like, oh yeah, I'm a great leader. I'm the best. I'm the best at this. You, you probably ask. Says at it. you.
0: you you're probably ass at it. So let's just leave it. Says you.
1: And later when, <laughs> when Sasha brings the apple pie and Maggie's like, "Is that an apple pie? How did you, I could smell it through the door?" <laughs> which is true. <laughs>
0: which is true. It
1: reminded me of Goonies. We're just quoting movies tonight. Right, but when harsh. Chunks like, uh, "I smell ice
0: cream." <laughs> like, like who the shit can smell ice cream? Chunk. <laughs> he
1: smells ice cream. No, 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 In a freezer, in a cart. He's like, I smell
0: ice cream. <laughs> no, no, not Chunk. No, no. Captain Chunk. Yeah. yeah <laughs> chunk. No. No, Captain Chunk.
1: <laughs> but they, that's when they hear more about how people telling her to run for president
0: of... Hilltop. Yeah. It's going to happen, folks. Maggie's going to be leading the Hilltop, and that is a wonderful thing. Yeah. Wonderful thing. And so what the other thing I liked about this episode is we established... Uh, Ezekiel, one of Ezekiel, I would consider one of his right hand men. I forget the bastard's name, but Fat Joey. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> him going to Morgan and Carol and pleading with them to try to get to convince Ezekiel that they must strike. And so I, I, th- I felt that that guy is going to become a compelling character because mm-hmm. clearly some stuff has happened. Uh, in his past Something happened with the milk bottles Yeah, I'm not sure what What
1: was he going to do with those I
0: don't know, mm-hmm. I don't
1: know. But Okay, but let's <laughs> talk about Morgan and Carol
0: mm-hmm. Because
1: at the beginning of the season Their story was one that I really cared about And I was like, I want to see what happens to them And now that They both kind of aggravated me In this episode Well,
0: they're slipping back into these old Morgan especially Yeah uh, well, I have um, I, uh, um, I've come to believe
1: that all life is
0: precious. I can't kill, well, except for and the guy pointed out, except for that guy. Well, I killed to save a life. Well, how's this any different? Yeah,
1: we're if we attack now, they've got the numbers. But we, the only advantage we have is surprise, which is true, absolutely. The only advantage you have is surprise. So you need to go ahead and get after it. And if you plan a coordinated attack, you might have a shot. You'll probably die, but you at least you'll go down swinging.
0: And Carol just wants to be left alone. I I, I guess I get that, and she's staying no. true to that. But, she's, but she knows better.
1: She wants all the perks of living in community without ever actually having to contribute. That's why she stayed in that house. She's getting all this produce, getting people to bring her shit, but she's not doing anything. She's like, I never asked for it.
0: And she did stop Morgan as he had left the stuff and was walking away. She was the one that stopped him and invited him in. Yeah. Because that's... Exactly to your point, you want to be left alone, but you're like a teenager. Yes. You want to be left alone, but not really. Right. I want you to get out of my life, but don't go too right. far.
1: I want to be responsible for my own decisions, but really, I want you to take care of me. That's Right. What? Huh? <laughs> I want you to take care of me, but I don't want to do anything you tell me to do. Well, that shit's not going to fly.
0: So, but I, you know, part of me was like, are we being hypocritical in our uh, stance here with how they approach the saviors at the satellite station versus now? And I think the answer is no. Because at that point, they were striking first uh, under the auspices of. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna end this uh, perceived threat based yeah. on some information that we got uh, secondhand from these people in this community that we really don't know all that well, right? But they're committed to giving us uh, half, half of their, their food, <laughs> and so it's like uh, that was wrong. But now they know firsthand what the threat is, and, and now it's become more of a, a matter of what you would consider national security. Yeah. So striking first, I feel feels legal in in this instance. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? I do. It's it's like
1: they it's your worldview versus their worldview, and what world do you want to live in in the future? And do you want to live in the world where Negan and the Savers are in charge or where every community is autonomous and maybe we work together? And you know that you don't want to live in Negan and the Saviors world, so the only way we can do that is to get rid of them. And so if we get rid of them, it'll be better for more people than if they are in charge. So we are going to take this opportunity to strike first and see what we can do and see if we can come out on top because we know that a war is coming there's going to be a conflict otherwise we're going to live as subjugants for the rest of for our life you know and that's not the way we want to live
0: yeah no i i agree with that wholeheartedly and i think they're going to come around i think that i, I think that the seed has been planted i think Morgan and Carol are going to come around i really do oh of do. course i really do
1: when I, they see the kingdom go when when rick and Somebody show up because I'm I'm assuming they're going to find out about the kingdom from the saviors in some way. Um, I don't know how, but I think it'll happen when they, Rick and them show up and see Carol and Morgan. They'll be like, okay. This is what's happening, guys. This is what has happened while you're eating, sitting here eating your fresh produce.
0: That's a great uh, example because, or I observation because Carol and Morgan still don't know what has occurred.
1: No. They're like, we don't want to get involved with this. Cool that y'all have to give them stuff, but we don't know anything about it, you know. They're gonna find out, and I think that may change their mind.
0: Mm -hmm. I did love the fact that Carol was eating the pomegranate and she's reading her book. I was like, ah, nice, nice little touch. Mm. So Ezekiel convinced her. Yeah, so she she's compromising without really openly admitting to herself that that she's. Compromising. Oh, sure. So eh, her wanting to be left alone—it's a facade. It is. She cares too much for that to stay. For her to stay on the sidelines. Well, if she finds out what happened to Glenn and that Maggie and that Maggie's baby daddy is gone, oh,
1: she's gonna lose her. She's gonna be season four Carol all over again. I hope so. And just because
0: we need that. Oh, we do. We need that. We do. Um. Yeah, so, okay, what, what, uh, what was the other point I was going to make? Damn, it was, was right it there. Was about Carolyn Morgan? No, it wasn't about Carolyn Morgan. Okay. Uh, There's a
1: couple other stories we need to touch on.
0: Yeah, go ahead. Michonne? Mm, okay, yeah.
1: What did you think of that?
0: Mm, oh, her. okay, so basically her killing that chick in cold blood well, after the chick asked for it. The chick basically asked for it. Oh, she absolutely did, which tells you. She hated it. Oh, yeah. She she, hated she wanted it. out, and I kill, think kill me, kill me.
1: <laughs> I think that's more convincing an argument to fight the savers than they've had in a while. Absolutely, because someone who's in the savers and supposedly at the top of the food chain is like, this is miserable. Right, I need out. So, and all you need to do, there's a gun right there. You can burn the car.
0: Just. Good. Let me be out of my misery. And so I think we needed to see Michonne come to that realization because that's what she needed. She needed to realize that she wasn't going to be able to do this on her own. When you've got these characters that are trying to do this on their own, and that's the point they're trying to make. Yeah. Which we kinda tied a boat on bow on that at the end, right? You got Rosita, make me my bullet. She has her opportunity, wastes her opportunity.
1: And what was the motivation there? Like they tried again to get us to convince us that she cared about Spencer with Spencer earlier, being like, "Oh, I thought we had a great thing going. Uh, Do you want to just have coffee later?" And then by coffee, I mean
0: sex. You know, I, you know, I don't, I, you know, actually, I don't think she really did care about Spencer. She just, I think she still can't get over Abraham. Oh sure. And, and so it was more about here because of what he just did to Spencer, here's my window of opportunity to get my revenge. And it really Mm -hmm. didn't have anything to do with Spencer. But real quick, actually, now that I think about it, as much as we hated Spencer, that little exchange he had with her, and and even his his exchange with Negan and the reason he was going, very highly political, makes him a douchebag. But I really do believe that he believed he could get in and do some good. And that I think uh, part of me... Wants to believe that he wasn't doing it just completely for himself and setting himself up. Mm -hmm. But I think he really did think that he could make a better leader and provide better for the people just by using his methods. Not so much that he wanted to set himself up to where, uh, you know, he was, uh, uh, you know, sitting you know sitting in, in 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 a seat of glory and right. being the right hand to, of negan yeah yeah i actually i didn't get that vibe no. and so that again so they they did a good job of making him a little little sympathetic i mean i'm still rejoiced in his death sure. but but i think deep down he really believed that he was doing something for the greater good as is is kinda of what I got out of
1: it. I, that I get that thing. too. And that that had been brewing for a while. He'd always kinda of challenged Rick and thought that he should be in charge, but I think after the Negan thing, when he's like, this is our way of life now, the leader that y'all want in charge has made this happen to us and now Mm -hmm. we're just going to serve. I think he thought that if he got buddy-buddy with Negan and showed that they were really good and were given everything, maybe he would lower the tax and give them a break and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And I don't think he ever had any intention of Rick dying. I don't think he wanted Negan to kill Rick or himself to kill Rick. He just wanted to be in charge. Like, Rick, Rick is not who you want in charge. Put me in charge. Rick can just be a worker, Mm -hmm. and there's no need to kill him. And Negan, of course, though, is like, you get power by taking power.
0: Yeah. So what it proved, above all else, is that Spencer had no clue on how politics work. Right. So you fucking suck at politics. You got to go.
1: You play the Game of Thrones, (laughs) you win, or you (laughs) die.
0: Well, you didn't win. (laughs) Sorry, bro. Yeah.
1: And I, I felt... I I could see that. I d- didn't feel bad. I was happy to see oh, him go, I'm ready not. for him to leave. And then but Rosita, I was really worried. I was worried. Oh, did you think
0: she was going to eat it?
1: Well, or at least be like severely disfigured. Just a scratch on the face.
0: Eh, she could she can pull that off. Oh, she, once that turns into a scar, she would be fine. Um, uh yes yeah. is the answer. Yes. Always. I'm ready now. Spark plug. Yeah. Yeah. Why
1: don't you show me in the shower? Yes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) ma'am.
0: Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Now, I am going to maybe call a little BS on Negan knowing that that was a homemade uh, reload. Why? How? It's It's obvious when when things are if he didn't use a
1: machine, it's obvious to tell okay. when when things are hand-loaded. Right. It really is. It's it's uh you need to know what you're doing if you're going to fire a hand-loaded bullet, but you can tell because machine press versus hand crimped is very different. You can tell the difference.
0: Okay. That's fair.
1: Yeah, but uh, I would I don't know, like d- Eugene How are we feeling about him? Do you care that he's now a prisoner? It's like they traded in Daryl for Eugene.
0: Actually, I think what may happen is Eugene may kind of step into the Joey role. Yeah. You think that's possible?
1: I really do, because Eugene is smart. Yeah. Not really useful in a fight. He's done his fair share lately, you know? But
0: Because he doesn't want any conflict. He's the brains. Yes. Yeah. And so Absolutely. and Rosita
1: feels bad now. Like, oh shit, I've 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 ruined his life forever
0: because of my own selfishness. I wasn't thinking. My 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 chief concern is that they somehow and it. it I think it's possible. I hope it doesn't happen. I think it's possible that he could get turned. Oh yeah, and that concerns me. It is because very- I like Eugene, but I think he doesn't have the emotional strength. To quote another movie,
1: uh, 300, Mm. the hunchback dude, Mm -hmm. he got turned real quick because you give him a taste of the finer things of life, the things, I mean, because they'd asked him earlier in the episode, do you like to watch? Yes, yes, I do. (laughs) You know, just (laughs) let Eugene watch every now and then touch, every now and then have someone touch him. He'd be like, okay, whatever you need, Negan, sir. you want. Right. I I, just told you the bar was open. I got you. And Eugene would be like, I would like to taste it all.
0: That's or what he would say, or according to him, he would just like to watch. Yeah. Which I guess in a, you know if that's your thing, yeah. Voy- not me. Some people are into voyeurism. Well, then you can watch me get paid. Yes, exactly. So, <laughs> exactly, because I'm cashing this check. Right. Uh, right that'll now. be a dollar per minute.
1: <laughs> so I love it. Um Yeah, and then Rosita hitting Lucille, <laughs> and Lucille didn't even move. Got yeah, Here okay. with a bullet. Now and, and maybe Negan just has that much strength in his wrist. Bullshit.
0: <laughs> bullshit. But it, it was hand loaded, right? So the He it, must the, not have put enough powder in it. Which is fine. <laughs> but there had to be some recoil. I actually would have loved it if it would have recoiled enough to hit him in the head. Oh, it'd have been so that'd have been righteous.
1: Right. And just a little scratch right there on his forehead. Like, what or, the shit?
0: Or is it possible? That Lucille's like his lightsaber, and he just was—he
1: <laughs> used the fourth, pew pew, pew
0: <laughs> destroyers. <laughs> uh, maybe awesome,
1: but and then Negan, you know, scratched her face. Was,
0: yeah, if
1: my baby's not gonna be perfect and pretty,
0: neither are you. So one of the other things that I liked about this episode, and we actually got tweeted about this as well, and I wanted to mention uh because I, I, I agree wholeheartedly, and I'm not gonna read his Twitter handle because his name alone is perfect. Uh we got a tweet from Bill S. Preston Esquire. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think it's Hello the, Bill. I don't think it's the actual Bill S. Preston Esquire. But if it is, welcome, Bill. Yes. Uh when are you going to make the third installment of Bill and Ted's Excellent? Uh, adventure or whatever, (laughs) whatever it's Bill and Ted's next movie, whatever it's going to be, which I keep hearing they're working on. Yeah. What else are they doing? Uh, He, what he mentioned in his tweet was going back and forth between the different principal characters really worked in this episode would have worked all season. And I'm like, yes, sir. How do I like this? Like a hundred thousand percent, because that's absolutely true. And that, that we probably could have got a lot of this stuff done in about, Six episodes? Well, I think we could have got it done in the same
1: amount of time, but they would have been more compelling episodes because it had been smaller chunks of the story and it had been a better storytelling device. I understand wanting to do it like, oh, we're going to do a whole thing on the kingdom so that you really get it in your mind Mm -hmm. and you understand what it is and focus on this. But I think in retrospect... Doing it all at the same time, m- moving the stories all along at the same time would have better served Which I f- the season.
0: Again, I felt in this episode in particular, we got to see a bunch of different things moving and, and, and jumping in between the stories worked.
1: Oh, yeah. It was a great way to
0: tell a story. So I cause loved it.
1: Because it. it keeps you on the edge of the seat. Like when you read a book and like it's a chapter about one character or one or two chapters about a character and then you go to a chapter about another character, you're like, oh, what about this person? I want to know what happened. It just kind of keeps you on the edge of your seat the whole time and has you thinking about them like, well... There's more speculation, like, well, what's going to happen? How is this? Instead of wrapping it all up in one episode.
0: So they made a point to give us the exchange between Sasha and Enid about how Enid knew that Sasha lied to uh, Maggie. And do you think that that's going to be dropped now that uh, Rick and the rest of the gang showed up to the hilltop at the end? I mean, is there any reason for that to ever come up again? I mean, I just felt like after they showed up and— Rick and Michonne kinda of had their scene about how they realize or Rick realized that he was wrong and they need to do this they have together. To fight together. Yeah. And so going to the hilltop to tell Maggie that she was right from the get go and we need to do this together. Yeah. I almost feel like that whole exchange and this 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 concept of Sasha not being truthful kind of just goes out the window because now
1: I think it maybe sets up some future um conflict. With Maggie not being able to trust Sasha, okay, and so that's fair. So Sasha won't be able to stay at the hilltop, maybe where she wants to, mm. or she'll go to the kingdom or something, perhaps. But it will be like, "You cannot trust her for some reason." Mm. So maybe that—that okay. that would be the only way I think that that story would move forward. Because the, if they don't do anything like that, it was just a waste of
0: right airtime. I agree. Yeah. So they must be setting it up for. For something else, okay. So let's go ahead and get to that last bit. Unless there's something you want, did you want to talk about Rick and Michonne? Any? No. Or, no. I mean that that kind of explained itself. That that is yeah. what it is. There's not. That's why
1: the the show is called the this episode is called what it is.
0: Yeah, and I yeah. love seeing him in the cell. It's not the last time we're going to see this cell. That yeah. cell is going to house someone.
1: He's going there to play
0: Very, very, very soon. Yeah. Very, very soon.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh maybe as soon as the end of the season. The, the, season. Yeah. the way that they're progressing, I They're mean, moving. Where they're moving pretty quick. Now they're moving quicker than I thought they would, but uh, but, I mean, but but then yet yeah, the, the 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 season has been slow because of the way they've chosen to But they're the
1: really moving the Negan story.
0: Yeah, fast. Agreed. Sure. Let's just talk about them showing up at the hilltop because yeah. that there was a lot of emotion in that and the the reuniting with Maggie, the reuniting with Rick and Daryl and Dude. the Python exchange, that kind of kind of gave me the feels a little. It did. And
1: and, and <laughs> that kind of storytelling they didn't even have to say anything. Yeah, it
0: was perfect. And it
1: just made you realize how much you cared about these characters yeah. and how we've been through so much with, th- with them for seven seasons. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh my gosh. you know, Just the emotion that Rick and Daryl have for each other and now that Glenn is gone. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're the last two. We're yeah. the only ones left that mm-hmm. have been protecting this group
0: from the beginning. From the word go. Yeah. And, and him handing him the python. <laughs> oh, dude. Right. Dude. And you, awesome! It was, and
1: I, I did. I read the internet again, and people were, <laughs> damn it, were bitching about that. They're like, "Ah, oh, this is just another cheap storytelling trick," and it's just The Walking Dead making all the same mistakes that it's ever really. Made. And I'm like, what, "What? What is gonna make you happy?" Is the
0: first thing that I thought nothing, right? Nothing. But I was like, "This was- is
1: a huge deal." We weren't sure that we'd ever see Daryl again. You know, it, it escaped. Yeah. We yeah. were well Rick wasn't. He was like, yeah. I, I saw him and he wasn't I wasn't able to talk to him, communicate with him, nothing. But now he's back, we're together and we can fight this with what's left of our group. You know, and everybody looking at each other, Sasha and Rosita having their moment, Carl and Enid are about to go smash in the bushes and things like that. You know, it was a nice way to end the season, I thought, the mid-season.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think so too. I like the Rosie to sasha exchange. I do, too. I, I felt like that felt genuine to me, that they at least have an understanding that, hey, we may we might not have love in our heart for each other. Like, the level of these other folks are just, you know, all on top of each other because there's this real connection. But um, your little head nod say, hey, I tolerate you. We're in this together.
1: Yeah. The dude that killed the man that we both loved needs to go. Yeah. So let's let's work together. Yeah.
0: And I feel like now it's time for the get get the whole band together. So all oh, these yeah. communities that we've seen, it's time to get them together and except for maybe the seaside. But, the ocean side. Yeah. But we saw some boots. Right. Some boots. I was going to ask you,
1: whose boots do you think those are? There's some wild theories. You know, but i don't
0: you I, keep you you keep going to the internet no no no
1: this this is not like people bitching this is okay. i was just like who the shit could that be what do people think it is so i just got like, i
0: don't think it's anyone we've seen before you don't think so i think i, I do um I, my understanding is that there is actually another community that we're going to be introduced to yeah and i think that this person is prob is someone from that community um, and when
1: you say community, it's like people that actually like live in a community and not just like walk yeah, around. Yeah, that's and-
0: right. It's it's um, from what I understand is a junkyard type community, hmm. which is to be interesting because maybe they have some way to I don't know, fashion some weapons or, or whatnot. Sure. Uh, but they live in this old junkyard uh, type community, so
1: yeah. I, I was like. Why? Why did we just see a random boot like that? I thought it was cool.
0: But we also see that they were spying on Father Gabriel, which yeah. is someone we didn't talk about in this episode. But he, 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 his interaction with Rosie, I'm liking Father Gabriel more and more every time yeah. I see him because he's really turning out to be a solid dude.
1: He is. Well, to get to the level that he is, you have to do a lot of studying and self-reflecting and you have to be somewhat intelligent usually.
0: Yeah, but and, and what I love about him is that he's not coming across as 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 a normal douchey. I have all the answers. Right. Let me instead of giving you the answers, let me ask questions back to you so, so that, you that you come can to find- it on find it on your own. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. But to me, he's genuine, and he really he was really trying to get the point across. Or so Rosita is like, look, yeah, maybe he needs to die. But why do you need to die in the process? Right. I agree.
1: <laughs> Everything you're saying I agree with, but I don't agree with the execution that
0: you have in front of you. It's just not a good idea. But he's got he's got such a good pers- and healthy perspective in 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 trying to give or trying to cultivate this this opportunity for people just just listen to what I'm saying and and pay attention and know that that you need to pause for just a second. Right. To to make sure you're not running off, half-cocked.
1: Don't act impulsively. Yeah. That, that we live in a world now where when
0: we acted impulsively, this is what happened. Let's not make the same mistake again. Not that acting impulsively is always wrong, because I think taking risks is, is, is a good thing if it is a calculated, calculated risk. risk. Calculated risk. So look at the information and... Take the risk once you've calculated the cost.
1: Yeah. I mean, nobody in Alexandria does that. Carl did it earlier. He's Eh. like, I'm going to go kill Negan. But wait, I'm probably going to die on the way out. Didn't think about that. Same with Rosita. I'm going to shoot him in the head. But wait. I'm probably going to die There's afterwards. no other
0: people around here that have guns that aren't going to mow me down the second. I mean, right. even if I do get him, I'm about to get mowed yeah. down.
1: Negan's no dum-dum, like no. we asked last episode. Did he go by himself? No. No. No, no.
0: No. He brought quite a few. So I think the second half of the season, we're going to see, again, this is about Rick getting his axe back, which mm-hmm. I realize in this episode he had his He had, he had his had, axe. He had a axe. Yeah. I don't know if it was his original axe, but the point of metaphorically. I think it was speaking, because Negan had said yeah. earlier here,
1: use this my axe yeah. to get stuff for me.
0: So so I think maybe this was the episode where he started to actually get that back metaphorically. And, sure. You know, it was nice to kind of see that. I maybe mean, that was their way of showing us, hey, she, you know. He's on he, the way. He's on the way. But I think we're gonna see a Rick that is is going to be willing to take risks, but I think we're going to see more calculation and more uh, accounting of the cost, which is absolutely what they need to do. And not something he's been great at thus far.
1: Planning. We're going to plan a tactical attack.
0: Yeah. And I think that if seeing him, I can't wait to see him work with other communities and other leaders with different leadership styles and – making decisions that are uh, being part of making the decisions where he's not the sole say, uh, but has a lot of influence. I think it's going to be great. It's going to be like a summit, right? So you've got all these different minds coming together and them collectively coming to a conclusion and and planning and how things need, uh, to proceed is going to be, I think it's going to be good I, if they allow us to see that, and I hope that they do. I think they will uh, because I think there's there's opportunity there for all of them to grow, Ezekiel yes. Ezekiel to grow, Rick to grow, and, and and because we're not we we're not complete people, we we have strengths and weaknesses, but and, you need and other people to complete to, to shore those yeah. things up, right? And so it's going to be good to see each one excelling. In their strength, what they do best, and relying on someone else to who's better in an area that you're weak in to excel at that. Yeah. So, I, I think that's going to be interesting to, to see. And I can't wait, I think I it'll make them formidable for sure. Absolutely. And uh, so, do you think that uh, all out war is going to actually happen by the end of seven, season seven? I think maybe in the finale, yeah, yeah, it'll be the start of that because it'll be all build up to the rallying first, the yeah. troops. I think and, the first salvo will be fired in the last episode. I agree. I agree, and then I think Season 8 is going to be an all-out war. Just war. And it's going to be awesome. It'll be a nice change for Walking Dead just be like a war. The possibilities. Oh, man. The possibilities are... Exciting. Oh, it it exciting. is exciting, because we haven't seen anything like that before. Yeah. I mean, we get little pieces here and there, but to get something that's... Maybe, maybe if they can get it to the same level as the, the Game of Thrones-type action, oh, man. I'm for it. I'm for it too For it I'm for it I'm looking forward to it I'm Looking forward to a little bit of a break Yeah, me too It's going to be great We've got Christmas coming up So we hope everyone enjoys their holiday season Merry Christmas uh, Happy New Year Happy New Year, all that stuff I was going to say Happy Holiday Season's greetings But you know what? No Bump that noise yeah. Merry Christmas If that offends you Too bad Too bad
1: <laughs> Happy New Year And uh, Happy Valentine's Day
0: all oh, is it not coming back until after, Valentine's day? after oh, Valentine's day? Oh, the, wait. The, the, wasn't the premiere on Valentine's Day? Yeah. Or the day? What?
1: Uh, I, I think it was Valentine's Day last year. That yes. Yeah.
0: That's right. That'd be awesome. That's, that's cool with me. There's no better way to spend your time. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, be thinking about theories and be thinking about ideas. And yeah. Don't hesitate to send them in. We want to hear about them. We want to know what you think about what the second half of season uh, seven is going to be like.
1: Yeah. This can be a fun part of the year where you're just speculating. It can be fun. Get some wild theory, see how right you are, how wrong you are.
0: That's right. And uh, we'll be back when uh, the walking dead fires back up. Totally. Uh, I can't foresee us doing any episodes between now and then. Uh, As Jason uh, Excuse me Yeah well Jason's Out of the club Right Uh, But JD's Shaking his head Here Uh, No No I need a break What I said last week Still stands (laughs) this week Go listen to our Preacher episodes Yeah absolutely There's plenty of Good stuff out there So hit us up With any thoughts Ideas Questions Comments, complaints, uh, keep those to yourself. Uh. <laughs> Send those to
1: Josh at Incass. Jason at Incass.com. Send there, those there.
0: There you go. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter. F- at fearcast or you can send us an email fear at We appreciate all the letters mm-hmm. and especially the letters of encouragement and just telling us how much you enjoy the show. That's great. Um, you know, since you're gonna have all this time off until we come back on, if you haven't left us a review on iTunes Feel free to do that. Uh, we would love it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's the only way that you can really show us that you love us. And if you don't, then clearly you don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say nothing. You, you're not. I'm just going to stay. You on know, I'm night just conference. joking. Yeah,
1: of course they we, do too.
0: We love you guys. Yeah, we enjoy spending time with you. It's going to be. Um, Ah, it's going to be a little bit of a layover. But it's we'll not, make it. We'll, we'll make it through. Yeah. We look forward to seeing you back in February. We hope that uh, your holiday season is uh, merry and bright. Spend time with family. Hug your loved ones. Uh, and, and don't forget to uh, fight the dead. And fear the nth cast.